0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill.
2: Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by the last here in Liverpool. With Eddie Hearn, Eddie, we've just seen Conor Ben do what a lot of elite-level fighters couldn't do to Chris Algieri. He stopped him, and
1: he's even stopped him quicker than Errol Spence. He didn't just stop him. He he cleaned him out. I mean, it was a brutal, brutal knockout. I'm glad Chris is okay because he's a great guy, but that's how you become a star. You know, I got in the ring, looked on social media. Conor Ben's trending number one across everything. Millions of people have already seen the knockout, and that's how you become a star. As I said, you don't become a star by going in and fiddling around for 12 rounds you go in by brutalizing people but it was the whole nature of the performance you know it was the movement it was the the defense it was the footwork it was the way he set up the right hand and there were people clapping for his movement do you know what i mean and and he's the way he was making him miss and you know the kid's a star and now he's becoming a real welterweight world contender and uh, he's got a huge future
2: because of the way connor's been sort of I'll say written off perhaps in his earlier days and then it was always like, this is a step too far, this is a step too far. Does he need to keep putting in performances that make people go wow for people to consider him that sort of level of a fighter? If
1: you want to be a star, you have to put in star performances and that was a star performance. And there there will be people that still think that he's there because of his old man. He got opportunities because of his dad. But he walked through those doors and he worked harder than anyone else and the improvements that he's made quite honestly, he's just incredible. So, support him. He's a good man. He's a good father. He's a husband. You know, he, and he just lives and breathes a sport of boxing. How can you not like him? You know, he's violent in the ring. He's violent in the interviews to me. And, you know, got in the ring tonight and he said to me, you're saying, I, you're saying I'm not top five? I was like, no, mate, I didn't say that. I don't know what was going on. You know, but he's got so much passion and I love it. And he's a star. You know, had nearly 7,000 in here tonight. Great crowd. He's from Ilford. right? We had four weeks to sell this show, so you know, fair play to to Conor Ben, big big performance.
2: I know you've had a lot of belief in Conor Ben, and I know now you see him as a world level fighter. But being completely honest, what was the point where it clicked? If you look back at previous performances, and you went, "Yeah, he's world class," or did it take tonight for you to realise that? Probably
1: Samuel Vargas, you know. And um, when when Conor started, I was—I don't mind saying it—I've said it to him. I was very worried about how far. He could go. I didn't know if he could win a British title, right? But Tony Sims has done such a great job. But Connor's listened, and Connor's put the work in as well. And now he's a world welterweight contender. It's it's the most amazing rise in ability. Do you know what I mean? And he deserves all all the praise because he's like I said, he's put the work in. And the Vargas performance was the one that showed us. And don't forget, coming through the pandemic, he has gone Formella, Vargas, Granados, and Algeria. It's a nice run. But there's a couple of levels to go before he fights for the world title. I know he wants it now, but I would just like to do it the right way. And, and they, they will be great fights.
2: We say there's a couple of levels. I think you said it, um, Tony said it, and Connor said it, 2022 is when he wants to fight for the world title. So injury-free, if he stays, gets a good run of fights next year. Are we looking at two fights and then at the back end of next year, he will fight for the yeah, WBA world it's
1: title? It's all down to Tony. You know, and Connor, if he wants to go for a world title and it's there, I'm, I'm, I'm in. But I just feel... That he's that special of a fighter. He's got some. He's still improving all the time. But if we can give him two, he'll be ready. And if we give him one, he might not be ready. So, and it, two fights is six months in the career of Conor Ben. He's still a young man. He's twenty and oh. But what a talent! What what a star! How exciting! Just kind of interesting the
2: way it crosses over that. You said in the post-fight press conference that if he hits Amir Khan, he will go. The first time he hits him flush, he'll go. But then if he needs these two fights for that level towards the world title, is Amir one of them two fights or is Amir just someone that he will knock out that will look good?
1: You know I wanted that fight bad. Um, But they don't want the young smoke, you know, like, and I don't blame Amir for not wanting to fight Connor and Ennis and uh, Virgil Ortiz. They're horrible, violent kids. You know what I mean? Um, but the, the winner of that fight could be a possibility, but they're not going to fight again until September or so. So we've got to look at the, you know, Broner fight's a great fight for the O2. Um, the Sean Porter come out of retirement, you know, for one more in the UK? Uh, we'll see. But they're the kind of levels now we need to look towards.
2: You say Broner and you say the O2 was only talking last week in Vegas, saying that Broner would be a good introduction for Connor for the big time in America, should we say, after seeing tonight, is it kind of, does it not make sense to move Connor away from the UK really? Because I don't think,
1: you know, when you look at the stars of British boxing and the, the people that could fill arenas, yes, you've got Dillian and you've got, got, you know, we've done loads of tickets next week for Chisora Parker and got Fury and you've got AJ. But outside of those, who are the guys that are filling arenas? And Connor's one of the ones that can. So I'd like to keep him in the UK, but we certainly wouldn't turn down a big fight in America as well. Um,
2: Katie Taylor defended her uh, belts tonight against um, Sharapova. Uh, I think perhaps Sharapova
1: bought a little bit more than, than she expected maybe She was rugged, she was awkward and, and you know, Katie's had to have two mandatory fights now in 12 weeks and sometimes you you fight to the level of your opposition and she knows that Sharapova's not Amanda Serrano and when she's in the ring with Amanda Serrano, she'll, she'll raise her levels and she'll have to, to beat her because she's a great fighter, so that's job done for Katie Taylor and now we move on to what will hopefully be biggest fight of all time um, in women's boxing, Taylor Serrano, at MSG. On the blower to Jake Paul tomorrow morning. Yeah, well, she's fighting next week. So once that's done,
2: let's get it made. Joe Cordino, I felt a little bit sorry for him speaking to him after because it kind of gave me Ben Granados vibes. The geezer was just on his bike, on his bike, on his bike. He and was, Joe was, was kind of disappointed. disappointed.
1: But he threw more. The, you know, the guy threw more than uh, Granados did. But, you know, you have to beat those guys. And I think Joe was a little bit gung ho at times. But Joe needs to fight, raise the levels of opposition because he will fight at a high level when he does. Um and he left have to fight a lot higher level to beat a Gower because he's tough, strong, punches very hard. So it was a good ten rounds for Joe and it, he's ready to go. Throw him in now and let's let's see him become a world champion.
2: Obviously, a gawa is a top level fighter, but stylistically is he kind of made for Joe because he's not gonna go hide in
1: a You've got to hit him hard, you know, he's he's gonna come all night and like I said, he's he's punches very hard and he's very strong. You know, good win for Robbie Davis Jr. tonight. See people say, "Hank Lundy, you know, he, he looked old in there tonight. He just went 10 rounds with Zepeda earlier this year, who's brutalising everyone. Um, I thought Keevan Aguiarco, once he settled down, looked really good. Such an exciting prospect. Peter McGraw, fantastic. Good win for Callum French on his debut. And great night. And now we roll on for chizora Parker. And just one more thing on
2: the Cordina situation. Obviously, Zelfa's fighting mm-hmm. next week. Um, is it a final eliminator or just an eliminator? Yeah. Okay, so if Agawa has a voluntary, then that could be Joe and then potentially maybe Joe versus yeah. v- Zelfa yeah. in the yeah. summer.
1: I mean, that that's a big fight anyway. So those guys both in a runner and if Zelfa, Barrett can win a tough fight next week, he's got a great chance of fighting Ogawa too. And ready for Cesaro Parker. That always yes. brings it. Yeah, it's a great show as well and some really big fights on the card and And, you know, as Del Boy said, five years ago, he gave us one of the best heavyweight fights of all time against Dillian White in that arena. And he says he's going to give us another one next Saturday. So, can't wait. Uh, Cheers, just one from me. That's me out
2: for this year. So, thank you for giving me all of your time. And uh, cheers, mate. See you next year.
1: Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.